Yep, so it's time for another new wrinkle on the brain. on the brain yep yep what's up with your man it's bg though um a new ring on the brain we are back again hello a new wrinkle baby oh meow all right so a new ring on the brain. we are back hi hello happy thinks what not and happy holidays to thee i know people celebrate different stuff so i want to be open to all of it and all of it is cool I have no objections to people's uh, beliefs or uh, holiday uh, holiday thoughts, if you will. <clears throat> I want to talk a minute for uh, mental health, mental health with musicians, of course, and that's really what we do here. You know, a lot of a new wrinkle on the brain is about mental health, and let it be in music or in life, it all goes together. Again, musicians are just people. So, to hear from people, wow. I was impressed. Very short thing. I thought it was cool. I want to share it with you. So uh, if you don't mind, a little piece from Loudwire. Loudwires, they do good. They do good work. So uh, yeah, um, a lot of us may feel as though we weren't able to say certain things this holiday season, or you know, you gather with family and uh, I can say some stuff, but I can't, you know. Well, some musicians feel the same. A lot of musicians feel that all they can do is do that one moment on stage and that's it. So, uh, I want you to hear about what the musicians deal with, what other musicians are going through. Um, you're first going to hear from Al Jorgensen. I'm sorry, I don't know who he sings for, but he's very mentally disturbed by what it takes to do the job we've all wanted to do, you know, to be the rock star, to be on stage, to do the tours and dates day in, day out, the, the, the dream, the, the, Hey, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to just play drums and play music like them other guys out there doing it for real. When you, when you mean doing it for real, it's like, no, they're doing what you're doing. It's you're doing <laughs> like you just by you practicing, you're doing it for real, but no, seriously, there is such a, change of mindset when you understand exactly what it is and i think you have to hear it from the people who do it um yeah so uh, al jorgensen starts this off and we're gonna go ahead and uh kick it off here we go piece that i have is doing my damn shows the other 23 and a half hours or 22 and a half hours this job sucks. Don't ever be a lead singer or grow up wanting to be one because you're in for a life of misery. That's all there is to it. We started off, everything was great because you're young. Tom Ayara, and then, you know, the and then lead it, singer it, it, it of where, uh, Slayer. Uh, I became a family man. And I, I had a tough time flying back and forth. And now at this, at, at this stage or at the level we're at now, I can do that. I can fly home mm -hmm. when I want to and uh, on days off and uh, and spend some time with my family, which which is something I wasn't able to do when they were growing up. Yeah, it's just it's just getting harder and harder to uh, 
to come back out on the road. Um, you know, 35 years is a long time. I had neck surgery, so I can't headbang anymore. I got three vertebrae that are fused. Like, and I got lower back issues. Like wow. Gary, Gary's got lower back issues, hip issues. Now all guitar players, that's the price you pay. Yeah, what I like about what I do is stage time. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. Absolutely. I mean, I like I like singing and just spitting that shit out, you know, and and convincing everybody that, oh my God, this guy's a fucking maniac. Ozfest is a real tour, but they take care of it. Here's a cool piece from Corey Taylor talking about the tour. And in some ways, I've always, I've always thought about that. And I was like, dude, Corey Taylor outside of Slipknot could be no bullshit, probably a pretty hilarious comedian. However, his stories are what he's known for, and that's what he will be able to use. Can he be funny? I don't know. You judge funny, but I'm not going to judge the guy. He's he went through a lot. And if you think of what the, all these bands went through, they all went through what? you the listener is going through now something hard something difficult you're you're in a practice of wanting to be one thing but you're being told to be another or you know for a fact it makes more money to be this than to be that <clears throat> when you're at work you're not the same person that's listening to this right now the person listening to this right now is completely different than who you are at work do you follow where i'm going there so I'm gonna take it one step further. I'm gonna let Corey Taylor, Metal God, the the lead singer of Slipknot, the, the the end all be all of what is amazing in rock and metal. He's just a dude too. He's just a normal human that goes through a human experience. Here's his experience on tour. Like there's food. There's fucking bathrooms and shit. And then we did the cold chamber tour. And that was like the real shit. You wake up and you're like, oh God, I gotta take a shit at the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we were literally living off of about 20 bucks a week. We each had like 20 bucks a week. So we learned to love dollar sandwiches at like the 7-Eleven. We, uh, we, we would we, we'd steal like all this shit out of the venues. Like somebody would leave a box of like the vending machine chips, that shit would disappear. And I have never eaten that many fucking Slim Jims in my life. At four in the morning, like a piece of shit. Just fucking standing outside of a truck stop, just fucking going, oh, I'm living a dream! The worst thing about tour is you wake up, and it's... The next person you're gonna hear from, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a fan of this person. I'm not a fan of him, the person. I'm a fan of him, the musician. Him, the musician. Him, the musician seemed to be fun. Him, the, him, the musician seemed to always have fun on stage. Like, I've seen this dude play. He's not bad. It's good. It's actually really good. And it turns out he's just a normal person, just like all of us. We all got something to complain about. I, I go to work and I complain about some very basic bullshit because I work at home. So, yeah, my basic bullshit I'm mad about is, hey, kids, shut the hell up. You know, I'm trying to get my job done. But but I want you to hear what happens when you're a musician and you're on tour. And it's not, oh, my kids are being bad, so I have to go and correct them so I can do my job. No, no, no. I want you to hear what really happens for Tom DeLong. 
of all the uh, Longs, if you will. Tom DeLong of the, uh, you know who he's from. You know what I'm doing. You know what he's about to do. I'm going to let him do it. Here, check it out. Yeah. And it's 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <coughs> you walk out of the bus, and it goes from 60 degrees to about 105 degrees and humid. And it's so bright, you feel like you're on the surface of the sun. You smell nothing but diesel fumes, and you walk into a venue that looks exactly like the one you were just in, but it's in a whole different state. And then you walk into your dressing room as though there's gonna be like a beautiful, nice, soft couch waiting for you, some Frank Sinatra playing. There's nothing of the sort. There'll be a cinder block room with fluorescent lights and uh, they'll say, your dressing room's not set up yet. And then you kind of just look at everything and you walk right back to your bus. Yeah. And then you wait for another five hours. The worst thing about touring. Being on tour. No, the worst thing about tour. Uh... The next guys you're hearing from is from Suicide Silence. The, I mean, you talk about a hard touring band. I mean, you're a hard touring band when you lose one of the members of your band during tour. Um, he refers to tour like most soldiers refer to war. I think you should uh, really take a moment to, you know, any musician or anyone out there who loves Suicide Silence, like, I want you to hear from the guitarist because uh, a lot of us always want to, you know, oh, what were the last words from the the singer? Oh, what does the drummer have to say? No, 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 seriously. Hey, calm down. Let's stop talking about the loss of someone. Let's talk about what it really is like to do this job. Let's talk about it. So I'm gonna let him talk about it. Suicide silence, here you go. On tour. No, the worst thing about tour, uh, not having a lot of alone time, being, being always in the presence of someone else at all times. All the time. My goal is isolation. Mm. I... Before I let this part go, I do have to preface this. This is a dude from Typo Negative, so he's on a whole different... And he... I'm not gonna say cuckoo. I'm gonna say he's on a different... He's on a different time. He's not where we are. <laughs> he's somewhere else. But for him to do what he does, he does explain it very well that... You know, you have to understand doing this is not easy. It's very, very hard. And I'm only making an example of musicians because I have a huge, huge point to come back to in a moment. All the musicians you've heard of, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. Hold on. I'm not going to say it yet. I'm not going to let the cat out the bag. What I'm going to say is listen to what happens next. Listen to this. My goal is isolation. I really don't like people too much. I don't like to be around people. And it's kind of ironic that in this occupation, I'm forced at times to make a fool out of myself in front of up to 10,000 people per night. So, you know, but the road to heaven sometimes leads through hell. And so I'm doing this, A, because it's, I like to write songs and I like to record them. And B, it's um it's an escape for me. It's um it's a way out of it at the end so I don't have to do it anymore. All those things that it's about to get deep, baby. It's about to get deep. We only we only halfway into it, boy. Come on. We about to keep on going. Hold up. Okay, yep. So we all know the Beatles. We all have heard of the band, the Beatles. We know who they are. This is not something I have to preface. However, I want you to hear from George Harrison himself speak about what they went through going on tour. Just 
again, this is a beloved band, a, a, a world-renowned, beloved band, loved by everyone. And this is what they went through. That happened, like people threatening Ringo or threatening us or saying Slipping the plane, off and stuff plane and was going to crash, hurricanes hitting, race riots, students riots. There was always something that we pulled into town. There was always some big thing going on, and we'd come in the middle with this mania, and then it'd just be like chaos. It's the most consistently inconsistent job in the entire world. The uh, next person you're about to hear from is a band that is bringing back a sound that some would say is literally they are bringing back Led Zeppelin. And um, I would argue for anyone to say they're wrong you know for the critics to love this band for certain other bands to even point out dude these guys are on something else man these guys are doing something else they're doing something 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 they're doing something um greta van fleet greta van fleet they haven't been around long they're they're somewhat of a somewhat of a new band but uh greta van fleet i want you to check this out consistently inconsistent never know what the next day is going to be. For example, tonight we're going to leave at 10 p.m. and we're going to go from here in Toronto to New York City. If we're going to do the same thing, we're going to do about six hours of press. We're going to go home for four days, which is probably the four days out of the four weeks of the year that we're going to be home. It's a lot harder than I think a lot of people understand. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, not necessarily harder or easier, but it's just not what they think. Honestly, it sucks uh, traveling so much and having to move from one city to yeah, I mean, if you think you're going through it for Thanksgiving, for one day of the year, if you think it's really, really hard to be around your family of all people for Thanksgiving, if you believe that, oh my God, Thursday was just the hardest day of my life, it was just a Thursday, who cares, I don't care, I'm out, I don't, I'm, uh. Oh, I can't even. If you used the term, I can't even, you're a fucking idiot. If you just said the words, I can't even, that that's your fucking problem, all right? I hate that shit. <laughs> that is literally like one of the phrases I'm like, ugh, I hate that phrase. I can't. I can't even. What, what do you mean you can't even? You can't even what? You never finish the sentence. I hate that shit. And here's the other part. What do you mean you can't? What do you mean you can't? There was a man who walked on the moon once. That means you can. If you plan and work and prepare correctly, you can walk on the moon. When someone is sitting here in America right now with as well as we are doing, and someone wants to say, oh, I just, oh my God, I just can't, I can't even. Okay, that's a mental health issue. Number one, if you can't, that's that's something you need to deal with. But if they need to deal with it, here's what you also need to do is the person hearing it. And I'm giving advice to the person hearing that bullshit. The person hearing that bullshit needs to also take some mental health time. Please do not believe in this person's re this person's reversion of the world. The world does not dictate that they must win. And guess what? Life's unfair. Don't know how else to tell you to you, but uh, yeah, life's not fair. 
not everybody's dealt a perfect hand, and even those who are dealt a perfect hand don't play the perfect game. Once again, not everyone is dealt a perfect hand. Even those who are dealt a perfect hand don't make a perfect play. That's called free game. That game you can take with you because that's free. All the game you get from a new rink on the brain, guess what? This is stuff an old uncle told me. This is stuff an old cat when I'm just walking by told me. Uh, we just recently came from the coast. And I had a I had a, a Hispanic guy stop me a couple of times actually. Really cool dude. He uh, uh they were out of uh, uh Alice Texas, cool as fuck. They were all cool. It was him and him and a homie down there at the coast chilling. And um you know they were fishing. We were fishing next to him. You know we gave them a lot of space. COVID whatnot. You you know what I'm talking about. So I mean you know we were hey is anything catching today? Have you had have you had any catches? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, we've been doing pretty good on uh, uh, on fresh shrimp. And we're like, hey, we got a, we got a ton of fresh shrimp. Hey, you guys need any? No, no, we're good. We're good. Perfect. Cool. So we, we can all fish. Everybody has the same shit. Let's have a good time, right? So we start fishing. We throw in the line out. Everything's everything's going great. And then at one point, I got, uh, my, my uh, yeah, my wife got stuck. She, uh, her line got stuck on something in out there we don't know what we just could not get it unstuck like, like we we walked we we lined it out we didn't pull we didn't like try and strain the line because again you don't want to lose your tackle so you know we uh paced the perimeter meaning you go kind of uh up and down at an angle because if you're caught on a rock you want to catch that angle to where you can literally just pull at a different angle and it releases whatever weight you have on the end of your line. Normally, it's a one to two ounce weight. But if you're linked up around a rock or around a tree or something, you're going to be in, you're going to have a problem. So for us, there was no trees, no other obstructions, no structures. We were good. It should have been a rocky face all the way to the water. Even into the water, it should have been a rocky face. We were throwing so well, which is the problem, that we were going so far out. We were passing the the rocky smooth outcrop, and as you're coming back in to uh, reel in your line, you can catch whatever's down there. You know what I'm saying? And this is like eight, nine, ten feet deep water. You're not gonna fish your line out. That's not gonna happen. Um, another addition: we're in the channel. Actually, we were in the channel next to uh, Padre Island. We were near the ferry. So the ferry where you can go from Corpus Christi, Texas to Padre Island, which is a ferry that runs maybe like every five, 10 minutes. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good little system they have. This It's not, it's not bad, but it's also not great. But I mean, anyway, there's a ferry system that's right next to us. Um, I would say a good, you know, two or three football fields, maybe four or five football fields away. They're, they're transiting across the channel, meaning extremely powerful engines that pull and suck a lot of water the channel itself has a current so what we were doing we were trying to use the current we we're like well let's let the water release the fishing line we'll be fine no that didn't happen so i start throwing out our super magnet i got a super magnet it's a big uh 25 pound weight 
wrapped in neodymium ion ionized magnet. It is a uh, it's the equivalent of your 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 uh, <laughs> your family member's best sound system. Every magnet in their car is in this magnet. It's one big fat square magnet, and I would throw it out there, and I was able to pull up the uh, the weight. Because, so, again, she has, she has a, 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 a neon, a, an ion, sorry, ionized silver slash uh, poly metal weight, which is still magnetized. So it's, it is something that is magnetic. It can be picked up by the magnet. So if we throw the magnet out there, theory was throw the magnet enough, you're going to dislodge wherever you're stuck because you're going to be able to pull in the magnet. Now, if you can pull in the magnet, you're good to go. Once you pull in the magnet, you can release the line. Well, that didn't happen. So, we ended up in a little bit of a snaggy, snaggy poo where we got both the fishing line of my wife's fishing rod and the magnet stuck. So, while we're stuck, you know, trying to use every option we have to save our tackle. We hear in the background some people murmuring, talking shit, you know, oh, look at them, oh. all that bullshit, right? I didn't care. You know, I'm, I'm still focused on the mission. Hey, the mission is let's save some tackle. Let's get your rod out the water. And after we get it out, hey, we can go somewhere else and go fish. We can go somewhere else. We don't have to stay here and fish here. This is not the end all be all. It's, we're on a fucking island. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> we, we can go wherever we want, you know? So, I mean... You know, we uh, kept throwing, kept throwing. Um, at one point, I just got, I, I, I was not throwing where I needed to. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, eventually, just my line was going out. And w when we got the magnet stuck, I was like, well, fuck it. Oh, shit. Like, well, as soon as I got it stuck, I was like, shit, it's on me. Fuck, my bad. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I'm done. I'm not going to throw it no more. And we couldn't pull both lines in. So... Due to beautiful ingenious of my wife and some calming and meditation on my own, we allowed line. We just pulled the line out from the rod and reel. I put in a whole bunch of rope that was connected to this large magnet. I threw in about five, maybe four or five feet of rope. And we just allowed the current to do its thing. We just waited, didn't pull, didn't yank, nothing, none of that, none of the sort. We just gave it line and let it do what it do. Guess what? Three, three and a half. Well, actually, less than three minutes. I would say less, less than two minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes. We're pulling up both her line, which was dislodged by the current, and the magnet, which easily was given so much slack on the rope. And I called it. It was the U-joint. There's a U-joint that like connects the magnet to the rope. That U-joint was wrapped around a rock. So when I lit the, the line loose, that loop that looped around a rock, it that loop allowed me to mount, pull in the magnet. Long story short, no one lost any gear. Everything was recovered. We completely we completed our mission. And you know, the people talking mess or whatever, they left. They see us succeed, they left. So why do I bring that up? Why why do I bring up a story about these touring bands and what they go through and they're just human and what does it mean that like hey i go fishing and i'm doing what i need to do you know we assume hey take every piece of gear you got 
hey, throw it all in, and you know, you you know, still getting snagged up. I think that goes with life. Hear me out. Sometimes we assume everything is one way or another. Hey, everything is honky dory. Everything's great. Hey, my life's great. Holidays come around. Oh fuck. I better change what I'm saying. Oh, I better be careful what I talk to. Oh, I better not tell uncle that I'm not a Democrat. Or or the opposite. I better not tell uncle that I'm not a Republican. These are hard things to talk about. It's like, why are these hard to talk about? If politics are what dictates your familyhood, we would look at family a different way. Our family trees would be built a different way. The way we even look at lineage would be built a different way. That's not the way we move. Please listen to me. Your personal politics have nothing to do with the loved ones that come and see you or want to see you. Same thing goes for musicians. Nothing of their belief has anything to do with them coming to see you. With them wanting to see you. Them paying damn good money to see you get on stage and do what you do. You as a musician, you have that power. You are that powerful. You're strong, dude. You're so strong, people pay for it. But what also happens is that you assume for a moment, which is a fucking problem, that when you come home, everything's going to be the same. That when you come home, everyone's going to grovel at your feet and shit. Fucking, you know, worship the ground you walk on. No, motherfucker. You're a fucking human, dude. And I love the way the dude from Slayer said it. I just want to be with my kids. I was out there on tour for 35 years of my life. It, it, it Three vertebrae fused together. What the fuck? You had a neck injury so bad you had to fuse your vertebrae, bro? To go and play for people who will never ever affect your life except for the fact they want to see you play music live whoo shit if you're still on some illuminati shit or some oh there's a deeper reason why they feel that bad because they're playing rock music no 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 listen to kirk franklin Talk to Kirk Franklin and let him tell you what it's like to be on stage and to be on tour. Because trust me, he has the same stories. And better yet, I've heard even worse stories for some of the, some of these pastors. Um, there was a a, a, a a member of T T D Jakes that, that was working with multiple musicians from out of state. They were trying to bring all these musicians in to do this, uh, like a kind of a large exhibition, if you will. Those musicians said the same thing. Hey, they just took us to this blank room. Wasn't anything in there. You know, you thinking like, hey, I'm going to get in there and, you know, they're going to spread out. They're going to fool. We're going to be good to go. No, 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 nigga. No, that's not what happens. Listen to what Fantasia Barino talks about after winning, after, sorry, coming in second place. No, she won. I'm sorry, my bad. She won, uh, when she won American Idol, she was a gospel singer. She wins American Idol and she went on a gospel tour. If you hear what she talks about when on tour, she was not at all treated as the star that she is. However, this goes to the greater point of these venues. Should we treat everyone who comes up in here like royalty? Because at the end of the day, this is a business. You see what I'm saying? And I mean, maybe it's respect. Maybe it's, hey, I, I'm not into your genre, but we respect that y'all bring in dollars. There may be more to that, and I think that also explains why 
you do not hear a new Ruben Stuttered album. You do not hear a new Fantasia Barino album from some gospel stuff. You don't hear that. And for those who do, guess what? That's all they hear. They listen to that all day, every day. Now, gospel players and gospel musicians, that's a whole different level of mastery. But it's also a whole different level of touring. Most touring Baptist musicians, which I can speak for because I've done it myself, when I did it, it was very uh, structured to the point of, no, don't bring a drum set. Just bring your sticks. Okay, cool. So I bring my sticks and I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, can I modify the kit? Can I move things around? Nope, nope, nope. So-and-so plays before you. So-and-so plays after you. They're all going to play the same set. Uh, if you need to change something, we can't do a special request. You better just play it as is. Okay, cool. Whatever, 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 dude. Wherever the drums are set up, I don't care. Let's go. Played the set. We did. We we you know did what we were told to do. We were supposed to be on at five p.m. We we're gonna play till um till uh, about five forty-five. We had a five forty-five minute set, so we we're gonna go on at five. Get off at five forty-five. Um, we were under the impression we were actually gonna be seen by people. Check this out. And this is back in 2012, 2014. They recorded us live and live streamed it. So what we did not know was the Baptist church ministry was live streaming all of this music to countries in Africa, to Central America. We had a whole Spanish section. We had a, 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 a indigenous section where all the songs were transcribed to... Zimbabwe to uh, uh, Qatar to I think we even had a stream to China at one point. No, I take it back. We had a stream to Uzbekistan who predominantly speaks Russian and Chinese and we did do it in Chinese in that country. We did not have access to China, but Uzbekistan was was optional and we used it. So when I found that out, I was like, what the Fuck, so you mean to tell me we have voice algorithm software that can modulate homegirl's voice no matter what she's singing? Even even if our singer were speaking Arabic, they could have voice modulated it, sent it through something that's way better than um, auto-tune, and it does transcribe words in real time in whatever language you want. I've only seen this tech two times. Once at a at a church doing the event I'm talking about in 2012, and again, no, I'm sorry, the event I did in uh, this would have been 2007, eight, 2008, sorry, 2008, 2008. We had voice algorithm software to make your song in any language. That was crazy. Second piece of tech I saw. I'm sorry. Second time I saw that tech, it would have been Hillsong two. 2012 13 2012-13 i got into hillsong ministries and i was working with a certain location that works with them in texas now that location no longer exists but during that time i do remember we had a broadcasting group we had a videography team and that videography team was broadcasting they never said where i did my homework turns out yes they had a international patent and a uh, international fair use statute, meaning all Hillsong songs, whether you're doing it as a playthrough or a cover, are all, number one, under their licensing. Number two, 
they can use that licensing and subscribe it to wherever they chose to around the world. They did that. Now, before the whole hoopla with Hillsong Ministries failing and having the whole uh, sexual misconduct thing, I'll get into that on a different day. But the thing was, for me to see that outcome was like, whoa, what, what is going on? Because you guys put me on tour. You guys were ready to put us on tour. You guys were ready to put me and that whole group that I was working with. You guys were ready to put us on tour. I do know a band that did take the bait. I don't know how they're doing. I'm scared. I'm a little apprehensive on communicating with them because I'm not sure how it's going to come off. I do want to talk about the mental health aspect of what has been done to us because I do feel that we have been manipulated we've been played bamboozled you you can fill in the fill in the adjective but i do feel it needs to explain that something wrong happened something wrong occurred <clears throat> the idea of being a rock star and you go on tour and everyone loves you and you're just the red carpet rolls out you walk in and there's food everywhere that's rare very very rare and even those who get that type of treatment that's hard to get to. You're talking about the Metallicas of the world. You're talking about the, you know, the 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 bigger, huge, huge bands of the world. The Beyonces, the Mariah Carey's. Like you're talking about the big, big names. It takes so long to be at that level, and I don't know if a lot of us are really gonna get there. Now, yeah, Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, beautiful. It's beautiful music. They're gonna have to tour that music soon. How are they going to feel when they play that song 150 times? You know, on, on like the 90th day of the tour, how are they going to feel? Are they going to pull a Tech 9? Are we looking at a 256 vi- venue tour in 365 days? Are they going to tour that hard and heavy? Are they ready for that? Because Tech 9 is and does that regularly. A 20, a 265 date tour. In one year. From from a, a video I watched of him a long time ago. In a 90 day span. They did 87 shows. In 90 days. If you don't go get your money. You ain't getting your money. You understand? So when it comes to the music game. There ain't no Illuminati about this. It's are you ready to work? And if you're not ready to work. Guess what? You're going to point the finger. You're going to say, hey, well, what is he? Hey, well, I don't, but he does. Why? Hey, well, it must be because of this, this, and this. It must be because of a faction that's against me and everyone's against me. Wow, that sounds arrogant. Right. Stop and think. Wow. The idea of Illuminati sounds very arrogant, as though you are the only one that goes through it. No. No, that's not what the Illuminati would have been founded on. Plus kind of not what the Illuminati is capable of doing. On top of that, if you've taken your advance from your record deal, you owe a person. This ain't no group, nigga. There's a lot of groups that there's a lot of groups out there that have have motherfuckers on their payroll. But guess what? There's a lot of business owners right now that have taco places. Are we saying every taco place is Illuminati? Hmm. Then shut the fuck up. If you're not in that situation and you're not in that 
conference room and you're not talking with that lawyer saying hey look these are the terms of the agreement maybe we should look relook over the case hey well you know we're giving you the advance what do you want to do a lot of lawyers are going to see dollar signs and a lot of musicians are going to see dollar signs too only the few who see the future see the future you get me and you know, anybody can walk into the boardroom and say, oh, nah, my music is above all and that's that. I stand on principles. But then you look, we can look at uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, you stand on principles, but guess what? Dollar makes sense. And so does Ice-T. Dollar makes sense. The man went from cop killer to working on S... What is it? Uh, CSI SVU. Ice-T went from cop killer, the song... To CIA, I'm sorry, CSI, SVU TV show, and he's on like season 23. Yeah, I said it. 23. Uh, fun fact: longest running character in TV history. Ice T, and the staff of SVU. Um, I do believe the female on that staff has a couple more episodes than him. She's actually with the current Guinness World Record. Um. These are all facts, but it's all work because all these people are working. If we're judging them as lesser than or greater than, that's on you to do that. That's on you to make that distinction. But I want you to keep the same respect when you talk about Eric Clapton and what he went through. When you talk about the jewels of the world and what they went through monetarily, when you talk about the uh prince and uh michael jackson's of the world talk about the longevity and what and what they left us not what they did when they were here not what they were accused of neither talk about the music keep that that's what's powerful that's what's going to get us through hard times music the hope the love the 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 enrichment that we received when you heard that marvin gay song the Marvin Gaye story is very brutal. However, the music is so perfect for right now. A lot of us need healing. A lot of us need love. A lot of us forgot what that was, though. A lot of us don't assume it exists anymore because just because we don't see it. We don't see it. We don't. We don't have a modern day Marvin Gaye. No. We have a mar we have a modern day Elvis. In Bruno Mars, which is beautiful. I mean, and Bruno Mars and, and you know, Anderson Park are doing beautiful shit. But we don't have uh, an Elvis of... We don't have... I'm sorry. We don't have a uh, Elvis Costello of today. I'm talking about, we don't have a female version. We don't have the uh, uh, Aretha Franklin in her prime. You know what I'm saying? She's long gone now, so sadly, you know, RIP. But the Whitney Houston's of the world, the the... You know, there's just so many other musicians. It's like we lost a lot. You know, look look back at who we lost. I don't think they've been replaced. I can tell you that in music for sure. That has not happened. Nope. I challenge you. <laughs> like really, I challenge you. If you find someone, let me know. You know, if you find someone that's like, hey, look, this is the one I right hear. Check this out. Let me know. Because to me, I don't see it. You know, and maybe I'm blinded by the tv shows like the voice of the world or 
the uh the tv show like uh, uh uh next virtual star like they're they're literally making nfts into the hey you're gonna nft purchase this next stars stuff and guess what you'll never see the stars real face we'll just animate it for you because it's better for you to digest it in that way are you kidding me how dumb do they think we are however how correct do they think they are because now they put all their all their money in one basket do you really think they'll win? Better yet, are you gonna sit back and allow it? A lot of stuff to think about here, but again, it's about longevity. It's about being able to do something you love for a long time, and you know, not all of us are gonna love what we do for a long time. But I do wanna end with uh, our friend uh, Michael Monroe. I think he uh, has a lot to say. I honestly um, would like to know more about this person, so I'm going to do my homework on Michael Monroe. But um, I'm going to let him talk about being on tour, and um, I'll let him close it out. Check it out. From one city to another every day, and it's just stressful and you know, draining, but, uh, uh, but still uh, being on stage, doing the show, and especially with this band, we have such a good time that uh, it makes it worth it, worthwhile. And there's no crazy story. We're not stupid enough to start smashing things up or breaking anything. I mean, you know, it was, we're going to just barely, barely have enough of a budget to go on tour. So why would you want to throw a TV out the window? So stupid cliches like that. It's not like that. Yeah, so it's not all craziness and whatnot. And it's not all dumbassery and fuckery, like. You know, music's pretty serious for a lot of us. And when it comes to musicians talking about being on tour, I take that with very much so sincerity. Because when you're away from everyone and you're, you know, by yourself on the road, yeah, with people you make music with, yeah, with people you, you know, you, you have fun with, but, you know, it, it eventually you you have to be you. You virtually have to be human. You can't always be that thing on stage, that monster on stage that just wrecks shop. You, you know, you can't just be that monster at all times. Sometimes you got to be a dad. Sometimes you have to be a father. Sometimes you have to be a friend. I think that's important. And um, maybe a lot of us deal with it in different ways, but you know, coming from musicians and hearing what touring's like, it's not easy, man. This is not an easy gig. This is, you know, to to get to the top, it's a hard road. Be be aware, the road ain't no joke. You understand? Because the road can eat you up. The road is eating up better, more talented than you will ever be. Know that. Start there. From that, now are you ready to go? Now you ready to plug in and pop and, and, and make it happen? Hmm? Now are you ready to call me up and actually show up when you say you will? Hmm? I ain't calling on the names, but I'm going to say it like this here. If you going to hit me up talking about music and I say, hey, look, this is when it's happening. This is, here's where it is. Here's the rehearsal spot. Here's the data. Here's the time. Here's the location. Everything you need to know. And you don't show up. What do you think that tells me? I'm not even going to tell you how I take it. I'm going to ask you. What do you think that tells me? 
And again, I'm just a musician out here with a voice. That's all I'm doing. But I also have a choice. I'm a musician out here with a choice. I can choose not to do music with you. I can choose to make a brilliant masterpiece with you. I can. I got choice, man. It ain't no game, dude. I don't treat this as a, hey, you know, whenever you're free, you know, let's make you amazing music. No, that's not, that's not how it works, man. It's really not how it works. And, you know, when those who put the time in are ready for the dividends, let me know. You know what I'm saying? That's all I've been saying ever since day one. I'm like, hey, let's make money. But people misconstrue that with, oh no, let's let's go let's go make extracurriculars. Oh, let's go do all this extra for you to prove you're my friend. Oh, let's go do all this extra because if you're my friend, that means you do what I do and you're gonna do this right here. You know what, man? I ain't about to gonna look. You can't force me to do shit. Here's why: I'm the king of peer pressure. And guess what? You can't peer pressure me. You can't. Here's why. I'm the best at peer pressuring people. You cannot peer pressure me. It doesn't work. That's not how it works. It, it, it doesn't go both ways in that way. No, stop. 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 Get out of my face. But <clears throat> when people are ready, especially musically, you know, the Bob Rams of the world hear what I'm doing and they're like, yo, what's up? Oh, shit. Hell yeah. You know, the Zeke's of the world, I don't know where he's at, but I'm going to call him out. Zeke's of the world. Yo, he psh, he put me where I'm at, too. My homie Eric over here, right across the street from my house. Yo, he put me where I need to be. He said, hey, get, get, hit them symbols. They ain't going to hit you back. Come on, hit them. And, you know, shout out to Mr. Ocampo, even. You know, Mr. Romero, shit. Even crazy Mr. Rosales. I don't give a fuck. Like, all them people, as I came up in music gave me something to build on and you know let it be a crazy musician that just wanted to hear perfection and when he did not it bothered him mr rosales that man strived for perfection and i respect it now when i was a kid hell yeah i was hard when i was a kid hell yeah i hated him hell yeah he was a piece of shit to me we used to talk all types of shit but now i can look back and say oh i see what you're doing and same thing in high school. It's like, you know, they, they give us free reign eventually. Like, we had to build trust. It was a build trusting situation. But I think once we had trust, we had collaboration. You see what I'm saying? And the band members, we trusted ourselves for sure. We needed the band director to trust us. And he did eventually. You know, he came around. Our, you know, two years in, he came around. He's like, hey, you know what? You guys are great do whatever you guys want and i mean it wasn't just a full oh go hawk wild no no no. it was creatively musically if you guys want to play something let me know what's up like you guys have a better pulse on the music than i do and to hear that from someone who was our mentor our teacher our band director it was amazing to hear him step back and say hey look you guys know better than me what do you guys want to play if you guys are enthusiastic about it, I know you'll play it better. So, he threw out the John Philip Sousa and said, fuck it. Let's go for Outcast." <laughs> he said, y'all want to do the whole world? You better ride it out. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. Man. So, I mean, we were like one of like probably three schools in the state. <laughs> I was able to pull it off. But, I mean, one of 
uh, one of less than a hundred schools in the nation that was able to play it when it came out. We we bought the license. We had the we had clearance from the from the label. We had the the full breakdown scheme of the highs, lows, mids. Like <laughs> when they got back to us, we didn't know they were gonna give it all to us, but we had the full drum part broken down into bases, into turner parts, into snare parts, and they had it. It was all ready to go. Which was download away. We sent over an email. Next thing I know, we're playing the whole world from Outcast. <laughs> you know, junior year of high school. So I mean, it, it's it just goes to show, man. Creativity is amazing, and covers are the best thing to flattery. But you can only have a cover done of yourself if you go and create music. You have to go create. You have to go out there. You have to practice, play, whatever, like. You know, whatever your tools are, grab them tonight. You know, when everybody's all itist out on that turkey, guess what? You can get in there and get in a couple minutes. Do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Yep. This BG here with you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. A new wrinkle of the brain. I'm out. And until the next wrinkle. Yep, yep.